remote control when I can almost put it back together. I can tie a knot in a cherry stem. I can tell you about Lee Erickson. I know all the words to De Colores, and I'm proud to be an American. Eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now, that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. And guess what, people? Today is January 31st. It's episode 113 of the Totally Corrupt podcast. And we have none other than our very special guest, running for governor of of Oregon, Republican Amber Richardson. And with no further ado, let's get this party started and get the captain in the room. So here we go. This is your captain speaking. Captain. Flying high in uh, Dick Studios tonight. And um, we're just trying to stay away from the danger down on the uh, world right now seriously like, like it's really if, i mean do you want to land in detroit uh or no. florida florida oh. right now florida freedom florida is looking good but uh hey i want to start routing i want to start this podcast off with some fucking crazy shit i saw on the way down here to dig studios today mm-hmm. uh they got all these signs up and down i-5 uh in washington state that tell you like if it's 20 minutes to the next town or what have you well what they're using these signs for today is to essentially um use them for propaganda billboards to say go get your boost booster fight covid i put it up on getter today but when you take a picture of these signs you you get you don't take a picture you take a a a motion picture i took a motion and then you see a live picture you, you you see it in the matrix style and literally, this sign is glitched out. Get your out. COVID shot. It's glitched out. Get your COVID shot. It doesn't look glitched out when you drive underneath it. Get it's, your COVID shot. It says it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your COVID shot. That's exactly what it says. And it's crazy because, like, up and down I-5, I went all the way down to see Joe Kent. Uh, when was that? Friday. Mm-hmm. I saw him on the way back up. I saw him on the way down. I took some pictures of him then. And they still don't read out, right? I showed them to you. Um, it's only when you digitally collect it. it literally, is I, I I don't know what to say. Maybe I mean it could be a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to go in there. I'm pretty sure but, um, this is by design. I, well, I I will definitely say that. Um, I'm not going to say anything, but seems it seems very obvious. Right. It is obvious. It's obvious because they've been pushing this shit ever since. Mask up, Washington. Get your get your vaccine, Washington. Get your booster, Washington. Like the first part of our podcast said, uh, Joe Rogan said, "It's like, oh wait, at first you you would like say like uh, um, the uh, vaccines are fully effective and uh, uh, they you will not get COVID." Now, well, that's wrong. And then they go, oh, face masks are effective. So they're like, no, yeah. not really that effective. Yeah, and they, also, I mean, they like, also said people with the vaccinations said they couldn't get COVID. It was, a, uh, it was a cure. It was sold as a cure. Guess what? People are having a fucking uh, pandemic right now, and they're mostly vaccinated people. Um, Have, when, when's the last time you got COVID? I don't know. I, Have you ever gotten it? Do you think you've gotten it? Might be the last time I got a Philly cheesesteak. I don't know. I had a little indigestion. I don't know. I'm just saying that. No, I don't know. I've never got COVID. No, I, I just... don't feel like... I mean, I may have had it early, early, early on. Because I was pretty sick. Like, I want to say like January, February 2020. Oh, I get sick. I get sick pretty hard once a year. It's been two years. I haven't even had the sniffles. No. no. I, mean, I mean, we're fine. I mean, you're fine. I'm alive. I went to I went train I went trained MMA last week twice. I'm still alive. Don't get me anti-COVID or anti-vax because I think 
both of my well both of my parents at the time my mom has passed away but i s- still want my father to be vaccinated and fully protected because he has things that would affect him so for me but for me it's like eh, I'm pretty sure if I get COVID, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be sniffles and uh, taking some uh, uh, and chicken noodle soup in the morning. Probably stay and home. Stay home is what they're gonna tell you for two days. Yeah, and, and you'll be no, you'll unless be fine. I need the anti listen chlorine antibodies that uh, you can, that you can't get. Well. Now that they've proven it's effective, you can't get them. I know. Isn't that amazing? I know. They proved it effective. And now and you, can't, now get you it. can't get it. Because they're like, no, that's that doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's so, hey, everybody, we have a very special guest in the house tonight. Her name is Amber Richardson, and she is running for governor of Oregon. Now, there's some incredibly fucked up shit happening in Oregon right now. For example, it happens to do with the the schools and uh mandating crt in the classroom gender id and uh guess what people tampons being installed into the boys locker room uh i'm not with that Diggs is not with that with no further ado i say we bring our guest in right now amber richardson here she comes Hello. Amber Richardson, you are on the Totally Corrupt Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You know, we're really hoping to get a little update on your campaign. How's it going? Everything is going really well. It's actually going like fast and furious now. So I'm so glad to be back on. And I have been really... Uh, your guys' podcast is just getting so good. Uh, the last one I listened to is amazing. I'm just really enjoying what you guys have been um, having on your guys' podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's been really great listening to all the things you guys have been up to. So on my uh, campaign, yeah, we've been uh, – yeah, so we have our youth tour coming up. It starts February 9th. And what's really exciting about the youth tour is we have my campaign table and constitution table and our PCP table. So the goal of that is I have 16 colleges, hopefully 20. I'm going to try to knock out in three months. Awesome. <clears throat> and with, yeah. So with that, more on my campaign table is actually more to try to push trade. Um, I was a trade graduate. I love that I have a trade I'm a massage therapist. I know we kind of talked about that on the last podcast, but um, being a massage therapist, I wish I would have done that when I first went to school. So I was a kind of normal person. I graduated high school and then I went straight into college, not knowing what I wanted to do. And I was working two jobs and did the whole student loan thing that they told you to do and got myself into debt. And I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have went straight into a trade. So um, second time into school, went into a trade, got a degree that I could actually use and then have a great career now. So on my campaign table is more about trade and showing our youth how they can get a trade degree and do it in one to two years and have a really uh, great career and somehow and, and really try to promote some of those kind of things. We have some really great research and um, just avenues that is going to be best for uh, for that, for them on that part. And then the PCP table is to get our youth more involved in politics because right now it's so important for uh, for our youth to get involved. Um, a PCP, uh, do you know what a PCP is? No, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's a precinct committee person. So being a PCP is actually one of the best ways to get involved in politics. It's the, I mean, following the Constitution, that's the ground up. Uh, being a PCP is the easiest way to... Uh, definitely get, uh, that's how you, the more PCPs that you get into your party is how you actually get more uh, delegates uh, voted. So it's the easiest way to change the voting process in your party and get more involved in your politics. And that is how our constitution was written. So the more PCPs we get signed up in the state of Oregon, I don't know about Washington, we have so many open seats that are available and especially in the Republican party. So the PCP tour is going to be amazing to get our youth involved in our politics. So I think that's going to be great on the campaign tour. 
And then for the Constitution table, a lot of our uh, youth, uh, they're not teaching the Constitution anymore. So um, I think it'll be a great way. The uh, MyPatriotAcademy.com is a, uh, a great way to learn the Constitution. And it's kind of, have you heard of Hillsdale? No. So do you ever follow Charlie Kirk? Yes. Okay. So it's uh, it's just like that. Uh, Rick Green is the person who puts on the, the mypatriotacademy.com. I would suggest looking that up. It's a great way to learn the Constitution. They have all these different classes, and you can even learn how to be a teacher of the Constitution. So we want to have a Constitution table there as well. And with that, I have these freedom bands. So the freedom band's really cool because it's kind of like those Lance Armstrong bands. Yes, we talked about this. This is awesome. Yeah, so they have a QR code on them, and you scan the QR code with your cell phone, and your constitutional rights pop up, your Bill of Rights pop up, your HIPAA rights pop up, and why the vaccine passport is unconstitutional, as well as my website pops up on there. As And then anything I want to put on my website will automatically update uh, anytime I want. And so I think it'll be a great way to give our college students a kind of like a backup plan. So anytime they kind of feel like their rights are being infringed upon, they can kind of scan that uh, QR code and their uh, constitution is right there on their cell phone. So that's what I think is so important to get our youth involved that way. And that's why this can the youth tour is so important. So I'm really excited about that. Starting February 9th, it's going to start at the Redwood campus in uh, Grants Pass, which I'm a very sentimental person because that's where I got my trade degree. So that's why it's starting there. And, Amber, this is Danny. Um, you know the one thing that really like gets to my heart. Like when I was a kid, I actually remember like going to Maryland grade school and like standing and it's like the pledge of allegiance of the flag. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen anymore. No, it's, but it, but it was just something really really quick and. Then you sat down and you you actually learn like science and you actually learn like uh, four and four means uh, four uh, four and four means eight not like nine you know they like <laughs> y- y- simple <laughs> math <laughs> things aren't complicated it's like yeah, why does have things why why things have to be complicated for yeah. children especially with the face masks and yeah, um, they have. They have no, um, basically, they're 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 not going to get infected, right? And there's a lot of new mandates in Oregon right now. Can you tell us what's going on in your state? Because it, I, I, my opinion, it's really fucked up. It is so bad. So a lot of things. Uh, so we had on January twentieth. And January 24th, they gave, they allowed us to have our public input, right? The OHA. Mm -hmm. So we had a massive outcry. And when we say that, you know, we're allowed this input, you have to understand that it's only the people who are allowed to get through. So when you're allowed to have an oral testimony, they give you the, the line and you sign up for it, but there's so many people who don't get through. So these numbers aren't necessarily the people, it's just the ones that actually got through. So just on, this is just for the masking for kids. So they had 30,000 letters, six hours of testimony and 125 lottery testifiers that got through all opposing for our children to be masked in public schools. And even with that, they still said they're going to do it. Unbelievable. And they're going to do a permanent, permanent masking for K through 12. That's unbelievable. You know, I've got an uncle who is a a teacher in the Portland area, and uh, he's telling me about, listen, gender ID is going to be mandated by the state of Oregon. Uh, CRT is going to be mandated by the state of Oregon. He goes, listen, he goes, they're going as far as installing tampons in the boys' locker room in high school. What are your thoughts on that? It's so ridiculous. And what, the thing that's worse about it is it's going to – there's so much with that. Um, CRT, for instance. Uh, so, yes, 
House Bill 2166, Kate Brown, they put it in and they put it in a very sneaky way. So yes, K through 12 CRT will be taught in the schools. And with that being said, a whole new curriculum, everything is going to be put through. And so let's just say August, all the teachers are going to have to do all this stuff. And we get a new governor come November 8th. You're going to have all these people pull all their kids out of school. And then November 8th, we get a Republican governor. The red wave is going to come, right? Right. And yeah, that's then, what we're praying for. We're hoping that you're going to beat Kate Brown. Absolutely. Because F. Well, Kate she's Brown. term limited out, right? So she's actually not even going to be, she's term limited out. So that's not, she's not the problem. It's that what she's doing right now is she's decimating our state more than she already has. Mm-hmm. So this is what I mean. So why is she putting all this stuff through knowing they know that it's not going to be a blue state? Anymore. She's a puppet. So that's what they're doing. Exactly. So then come November 8th, there's going to be an executive order rent to ban the CRT. Of course. Right. No Republican governor is going to to have that follow through. Right. And then they're going to have to rewrite everything and reverse everything. And all it's going to do is cause a massive issue. So it's just ridiculous to even go through that. On top of it, going back to what we were talking about, did you do you guys watch like War Room with Steve Bannon or any of that kind of stay up on any of that kind of stuff? I have been recently. Um, you know, the War Room with Steve Bannon is literally the new Rush Lump, uh, Limbaugh. I mean, he goes for three hours a day, talks about some incredible stuff, and brings on some crazy people. So, you yeah. were just on there, weren't you? No, I'm, I haven't been on there, but I, um, so with my PCP tour, they did have, um, Steve Stern. He's been doing a lot of wanting to get more of our youth involved do it with PCP. So I did reach out to him and hopefully we'll be having a conversation about the PCP tour, but with what he had on his, uh, on his, uh, podcast was attorney Thomas Renz just the other day. And he has all of this research showing that the vaccinated are the ones that are the hospitalizations. So if you go on attorney uh, Thomas Renz, he has a whole website showing exactly all the information that 60% of the hospitalizations are coming from the vaccinated. So here we have the OHA in Oregon, a huge public outcry saying, why are you masking our kids? And then you have all these people vaccinated that are the hospitalization and our OHA are the ones saying that the reason why they're masking because we have these high numbers. And the reason you have high numbers, I think is because federally, aren't they like sending out a bunch of free tests? Wouldn't you think that, Uh, wouldn't you think that like, I mean, it's pretty, pretty. And the testing is ridiculous. It's pretty clear. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you're going with me, but like, I'm, it's pretty clear that the testing is not a hundred percent. No, the testing and the PCR test wasn't even meant for this kind of a, uh, you know, it, it's it's all just not the PCR test wasn't even meant for this kind of illness. So, and the guy who invented it said that and then uh, he died. So um, Biden uh, sent out some face masks and I heard there are like three N95 masks per person throughout the nation. Is is that correct? And I mean, so- it's like I ordered some. They, they look like they look I like just, training bras. I'm just kind of worried. How long do you breathe into these until you have to throw them away? Like, well, right. actually, you're supposed to have those perfectly fitted to your face. For one thing, talk to any like nurse or a doctor, well, and they'll tell you like they have to be perfectly fitted to your face for those to actually and, work. And Amber, Amber, I I was told these are facial decorations. They're just oh. making me look. <laughs> they're just they just making, tell you who you vote for. No, no, they're just allowing me to just not like not show my opinion to the other side because they are allowing me to shut up. <laughs> They're muzzles. I just, I don't believe in the masking and I think it is the most ridiculous. And why is he doing that now? It's, like, it's two years too late. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's all for a political show. And we all know it hundred percent because an election, it's an election coming up. That's the only reason why they haven't done anything. Now an election's coming up. So now they want to show that they're doing something. Let That's me, it. let me ask you this. Cause I, I, I you know, you turn, you turn <laughs> what are, what are they doing? 
Oh, yeah, dude, who knows? They're, They're shooting themselves slowing in the everything foot. down. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Listen, I got you turned me on to Joe Kent. I got to ask him a question about um uh, Joe Kent's awesome. He's going to do great for Washington. I'm so glad that you guys have been following him. He's I awesome. started watching Joe Kent back in uh last um Last year, um, gosh, we did a, I got to do my, when I did my announcement is when Joe Kent was there, uh, I did the John Frederick show uh, back in July and he was there um, during the big conservative convention. And that's when I really started following him. So he's going to be really, really, really good for Washington. I hope everybody really follows him and I'm really happy you guys are too. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I just wanted to get your take on this because I asked him the same question as like, Hey, I mean, Joe is a Green Beret, you know, so his in, his opinion on the Russia-Ukraine con- conflict yeah. is pretty big. And he's a big proponent of saying, hey, it's a no, bunch. No, we don't it, need to be going in there and every. Sorry, I didn't let you finish. No, he's just saying it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. And what's going to happen is, you know, if Joe Biden keeps doing what he's doing. He's going to we're going to it's very bad what he's doing. We don't want a war. Why, why would we want a war? Joe I mean, we had President Trump, and we had peace in the Middle East with President Trump, and now we have yeah. Biden, and he's creating a st- – we don't want this. was the worst thing what, that we could be doing. Wasn't President Trump the only uh, president that never started a war in the last, like, four generations? <laughs> Something like that. I mean, he didn't start a war. And no. we had he so was much just respect, like, no. and people didn't want – people – knew that they wouldn't mess with America. You know no. what I mean? No. Well, well the worry <laughs> I think about right now is that... Um, um, we have more problems. I, we have a supply chain issue. We need to worry about what we have going on in our country. Well, the supply... T- America I mean, first? The, the supply the supply ch- issue uh, with Pete Buttigieg and China. So you got to talk to both of those guys. Pete's not doing much. He's... And uh, China is just letting everything just kind of hang out. It's like I think we got to get some of these uh, microchips, maybe these uh, antibodies, things that we need. Yeah, so back on our Amber. soil, and maybe we need to put a division in between China and and uh, Russia. Well, because I mean, we can't take both of them on. Well, yeah, and we. State-wise, we need to, as a state, we need to start. We need to start utilizing our resources and start really making sure that we're going to be okay there. Federally, I mean, we—it's a disaster what they're doing. We, as a nation, it, it is very scary what they are doing. Can I tell you a conspiracy they theory? I have. To, they need to exactly. I agree with what Joe was saying. What they did to President Trump when they wanted to. Um, not let the military and, you know, what I agree with, I listened to the podcast. I absolutely agree with what Joe was saying. They should not let uh, Biden be doing anything with our military. Absolutely not. Hell no. Here's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. And you tell me if I'm maybe onto something or not. Um, all those parked ships out in Seattle, the Puget Sound, uh, the San Francisco Bay, Los Angeles. Guess what they have on those things? monoclonal antibodies and the FDA just recently said, fuck that. You can't even order them. Florida Mm. had some safe sites or sites where you could get some like alternative therapies. Well, they're all shut down because of this new FDA thing that happened last week. Strange. Yeah. And it's a little weird that everything is stuck out. I'm not saying monoclonal antibodies are the reason why things are stuck in the, in the Bay, but like, Guess what? You're, we don't make that shit. No, and it's but all stuck on those fucking ships. Yeah, I, I would like to reiterate what Fauci would say is you're uh, going against our uh, policy, and that's not Fuck what we would like. Fauci. No, I'm just saying, no, I'm just, you know, you can't do that. Why don't you get Why don't you get the virus and then sit in your house for like 10 or 12 days, and then if you get over it, come back in public? I guess my point is I, I feel like there not only the the prescription drugs there's the, no the, treatments the treatments that are stuck out in our bays right now 
Like, this is all by design. What are the Absolutely. treatments? What are the exactly. treatments? I mean, that's what I, I mean, I think we talked last time. I mean, Kate Brown made it so that we weren't collecting that type of treatment. I had, a, like I said, the Red Cross was right outside my office. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays at lunch, they were collecting the monoclonal antibodies and giving you a free, like if you had COVID and you weren't vaccinated, you were allowed to give blood and get a free antibody test and give blood for free and be able to get an antibody test to see how many antibodies you had. And then she stopped that collection and you weren't allowed to do that. That Red Cross bus left. Why? It- it's so just, that we wouldn't be able, to, our state would not be able to have an extra treatment. It's just amazing that if you get the uh, virus here, so like, it's not hey, a conspiracy theory. It's that they're making it so that we don't have these sort of treatments, and then hundred and you don't have availability. Yeah. Right. So what I think that they're doing is they're sucking us dry of these alternative therapies. It's one way or the highway. Yeah, and basically, there's probably tens of millions of doses on these things on these ships and guess what the government's going to seize that shit the customs is going to be like oh uh the fda just recently said that this can't come into america anymore why guess, are they on the ships you think they're and seize rather it? being uh, made over here well i think what would be more scarier is you know they're talking about the olympics and they're talking about all this kind of stuff right. like what else are they going to drop on us and then if we don't have those type of treatments i mean we've got to think a little bit more outside the box too i mean this wasn't the first time they're going to do stuff so we've got to get prepared for things and i there when i say that kate brown's been trying to make things more decimated then it's they think it's bad now this is just the beginning of things that are going to get worse and that's why we have to get more people and real patriots in our political offices and that's why i think uh, President Trump was so amazing, and that's why I think the grassroots movement is so amazing. And how Joe Kent, people like myself, need to get elected, and that's why I think voter integrity is so important. And we have to do an audit, we have to do in person voting 100%. with ID, and we have to really push for it. And we're not going to say no, we're not going to stop, it's only going to be more. We're not going to stop. Uh, protesting. I like that you guys have been going down to some of Joe Kent's things. We're going to have him. We've been having him here in Oregon. I know we had those 30,000 letters and six hours of testimony and 125 lottery testifiers. And those are just the ones that I said that got through. There's only going to be more. And the media is only, it's not, it's not the 10% that is, you know, you know, there, there's, 85% 85% of people saying, no, we're not for this. And the media is not covering it. And they're- <laughs> That's exactly my point right now. I was just going to say, listen, they're trying to stop the message. They're trying to stop the message of real people uh, rebuttaling against this COVID narrative. Uh, look at Joe Rogan. We stopped. We started our show with basically Rogan talking about uh, being censored uh, from, you know, you've got people like Neil Young uh, that's threatening or actually not even threatening, took his shit off of Spotify because of what Rogan says. I, I think this is willy nilly. Like Diggs thinks that. Uh, Neil who? Diggs, Diggs, who? Diggs was just telling me earlier. Who he is goes, Neil? He goes, Neil Young should have been on Rogan to rebuttal. He shouldn't just be a little bitch and take his fucking shit off of fucking. You know, you uh, should you should have just um just uh talked talked talk to talk. the guy talk like, to hey, talk to the I big don't boogie agree man. With you. I don't agree with you Joe Rogan the boogeyman but the thing is it's like nobody likes to talk anymore you're a racist a bigot or a homophobic and it's like and it's like we're tired well, of what, fighting you know, about Dan that anymore Dan Bonagino always invites mm-hmm. uh, the people of the opposite mm-hmm. view to come on his show, yep. come point of view. And you know what? A lot of people don't. And the, uh, the reason why is because they can't you know, talk. They can't. they can't win their argument. Facts are facts. Facts you know? are facts. Facts aren't racist. Feelings are not fiction or feelings are not whatever you want to say, nonfiction. But like. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, I mean, Dan, Dan Bongino, it, like you just said, is trying to bring on 
uh, like-minded people and opposing views. And just recently, like in the past couple of days, got canceled off of YouTube permanently. He's permanently fucking banned from YouTube. It's just uh, one Google of the... actually just did, a, a, you know, Google just pulled some stuff as well. So we're not going to see the end of this censorship. And we have to keep standing up and saying that we're not going to, you know, our First Amendment rights and censorship is not OK. And we're not going to deal with it. I mean, it, the, the Constitution is very, very simple. And as long as we uphold it, it's not very long. And that's why we have to get patriots that uphold the Constitution in our political system and in our office. And we got a clean house and we have to do. You know, another, totally. another thing that we saw, that I mentioned uh, prior to bringing you on in this show was in Washington State, we have these reader boards that tell you like, hey, it's 20 minutes to the next town or whatever. Like, you know, they're these digital reader boards. And um, you record it on your phone. Well, hold on. He's trying to spoil the, the, the punchline here. But basically, have you been drinking White Claws over there? Only one of us. OK, me. Not him, not him, not him, not him. No, but <laughs> digital. Okay. Listen, these reader boards are not only telling you what time it is the next town, but it is also telling you, hey, vax up, get your booster. Okay. It's like <laughs> propaganda on the freeway. It's like a free billboard for the government, right? Now uh, I'm driving down here. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to Diggs. I try to take a picture of it, and you can't take a picture of the sign. It looks all digitalized and like you took a video of it. Yeah, I took a and video, the video of it. Of and it you, can, said, you can't take, even get a, take your. <laughs> but you can't get. It doesn't it's, clearly it's, read it. Huh. It's, I put it out on Gitter uh, before the show, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I think this is by design as well. You can't even take a picture of the digital reader board that says get your COVID, COVID uh, booster shot. These are also the same uh, billboard digital signs that said, hey, Washington, mask up. You know, I mean, they're really. And are those used with taxpayer dollars? Exactly. And it's propaganda, propaganda that's being shoved on us while, we, while we're in our commute. Isn't... Did you know that if they're, uh, well, there's a lot that goes with that. So if they're going to be using taxpayer dollars that are definitely, that's propaganda. But if that is used with taxpayer dollars, then taxpayers should be able to put whatever they want on that ledger board. hundred percent. Listen, my, my money is, is paying for that too. And so I would maybe put a, write a nice little thing. Well, fine. Then can I put, can I put the statistic that 60% of the people that are hospitalized are from vaccinated? Can we put that up next week? Please. Can we say, listen to the Dr. Malone interview on Joe Rogan podcast? You know what's amazing, though, is that so many people don't have time for this because we still got to do a job the next day. We got to go to work. You know what I mean? Even even Brett, Brett has a job. I'm still working you, everybody I'm... has a we, – we have frustrations and we're like, I can't deal with this because you I, 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 I – mean, yeah. No, freedom is way more important. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I work full-time job. I literally got this weekend – you know, human trafficking, sex trafficking, all of that is so big and our, you know, especially us being on the I-5 corridor. I'm sorry, freedom and fight. Do you, there's Can so we much shut down the border? We have to fight for all this stuff. We do. And, and sleep can sleep can wait for another day. I'm sorry. Could, it's you, imagine if, could you imagine if Trump was still around, the border would be done. Like, Absolutely. We, like, I like, think there like should be a border. Two, there, there's... How, how many came in last in, month? In how many came in and, last month? In, 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 um, you know, in Canada right now. I mean, yes, they have to work, but they're stepping up and they're saying, no, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, they have to work, but they're making a statement and they're stepping up and they're saying no. And that's so important. Canada? And, you, and I, I through text conversation, maybe you can share with us, but didn't you say you had a conversation with some of those guys today? Not, yeah, I had a conversation today and, you know, in, in the state of Oregon, we have, it's not only just the taxation that they do on the mileage between the 33 cents and the 40 cents, you know, there's so much that I had no idea that's happening just in our own state. And I'm sure it's happening in yours with the, the homeless population. Our truck drivers don't even have a place to park on half the way stations now because they're <laughs> having, I'm serious. They said they are having way station issues because there's homeless tent populations 
on their way stations, and and no one's doing anything about it. So you're talking nothing. you're talking about the truckers now, right? Yeah. And so you see the truckers up in Canada. No, no, not the truckers in Canada. No, no, She's about no, 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 but you see the truckers up in Canada. It's kind of a like a, it's like a like a a, a a college like a fraternity, truckers, like one all type of thing. Do you well, think? No, that was do you think? Stepping do you, up, like yeah, where they were everyone who's working, but you know that we all have to step up, and even though people were working full time, and I thought that was the segue into truckers, and that's what we were having a conversation earlier off air about white, truckers. Yeah, White Claw. White Claw doesn't know. He wants, <laughs> but he, but he wants to talk about the the Canadian the Canadian truckers because basically Canadian. what he's saying is it's a fraternity, it's a one come one one all like they're they're doing it up there and we Whoa. should be seeing it here in the United States. Is that I what you're saying? Be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something that's gonna uh, uh, boil we over. We should be supporting or, or, our truckers. Boil 100%. over here, boil over here because it's like if those are the people that deliver our food, deliver our groceries, yeah. deliver everything. They're the reason, and it's like and. The ship seriously, the they don't talk to anybody. They like go pick up a trailer and they like go to a diner and they like eat food and they have to wear them. I mean, these are the guys that were salt of the earth, the salt total. So that was one of the things that they were talking about today was that a lot of it with the COVID shutdown, especially like in Oregon, there's not a lot of places that they can stop and eat at even. Right. Like, they, won't accept, they won't like, accept where, them. They're stopping to eat. I can't even get a cup of coffee. Like, they won't the accept heck? them. And, you know, in here in. Are you saying they won't accept them? Right. Because it, no, you know. there's nothing open. And there's so many things. That, there's not very many places that you can park a 53 foot. Exactly. Gotcha. Semi truck. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then having all these. We used to have. It was a place in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, Oregon, and it was a great spot that truck drivers could stop and eat, and it was nice. They shut it down, and that was the only other spot besides probably Southern Oregon and Pilot, and then other than that, there wasn't another one for a really long time, and they've been shutting them all down, and then when I heard today that they have a lot of people sleeping in tents and RVs on the way stations, and nobody's doing anything to clean it up, I thought... Are you kidding me? She said there's not anywhere for them to park. Is it, whose wow. responsibility is that? Is that Oregon State Patrol or what? It, well, Sounds we don't like have nobody's. any funding for our police because they got defunded. But but who would normally like who would you call like to get the homeless out of out of a way station? Would it be Sounds like nobody right now. You have <laughs> no funding for anybody. Because that's what I mean. We've been when you had funding, there was never. I, mean, I guess it never happened before. Like, there was none never of this, this never happened before. This is a, this is such an extreme part that we're living in. Nobody, nobody in our. This is not a place that we ever thought we would be in. This is not so normal. Weird. It's this so is weird. not normal. Um, so tell us more about things we can do to help get you elected because you've got an interesting race. You've got yes. uh, you've got basically an incumbent who is not running for re-election. You've got yes. a bunch of Democrats in the primary. You've got you in the mix on the Republican side in the primaries. When do these primaries go down? What are some important dates we can talk about to you know like really pump yes. you up? Okay, so well, we we have May seventeenth. That is the primaries. So one of the things is we need to get people out and register to vote. But if they re register as an NAV, a lot of people do that. They don't realize that they can't vote in the primaries. So pick a side. I don't really care, but don't register as an NAV. And also check your registration because a lot of people who were registered to vote, they got switched and they didn't even know it. So on our election integrity team, we have them out there pounding the pavement, pavement and they're canvassing and they're finding out that even though they've been a registered Republican for the last 20 years, they didn't realize somehow they got they got switched to an NAV and had no idea. So for the last however long they've been an NAV and they didn't even know. What so is it? What, what for those that don't not know? Affiliated. It almost not sounds like you have to deal with voter suppression without even going through it. There is our election <laughs> system is so fraudulent. On November sixteenth, Judicial Watch literally served our state because our voter rolls are so bad. 
and people act like it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, no, that means it took a judicial watch to sue basically our state to clean up our voter rolls because it's that bad. I have a feeling it's that bad here in Washington, too. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned a guy that we should have yeah, on the, so on the podcast. I that now. So election integrity is so important. So Seth Keschel, I don't know if you guys know who Seth Keschel is. No, I don't. And I, and, and so I from, want you to look him up. It's really important to look up who Seth Keschel is. He is an analytic guy, a numbers guy. So when the 2020 election happened, he was like, whoa. We all were. We went to bed like, yes, President Trump won. No big deal. Yay. You woke up with that same life. nightmare. Did you wake up when you you went to bed feeling I great? Bed, you, like, you woke up and you're like, what the? Yeah. What, what happened? So he went through and he went through every state and he ran the numbers like an analytic guy. And he has a process and he went through to every single state, everything, every single county and said, hey, at a glance, here's the counties that have the most fraud where I think you guys need to look at for an audit. And he has been going to every 50, like all 50 states and counties, and he's been presenting a presentation to all these counties. And he's not getting paid for this. So I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who would give up time with your family or for free if you didn't back your, you, what your numbers were. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? He's definitely... You weren't so confident. He's vested in finding the truth. And so are we on this podcast. He I mean, sounds like an American. Yeah, we... Tr- yes. We tr- he, he, is in, he was in the military. He's a really great guy. He came to Oregon. I first met Seth in Turner, Oregon, when I did a, a forum there. And he did a, a presentation for Oregon of where the heat maps is where the most fraud would be and the best place to do an audit. And guess where one of the best places would be Jackson County, mm. which is where I live. So we have an amazing, uh, uh, election integrity team that is called, uh, Jackson County action. They're on telegram. Uh, Seth Keschel is on telegram and they are out there doing the canvassing and doing the work. And unfortunately with that, there is some hiccups that happen because people think that you're pointing fingers at your county commissioners or you're pointing fingers at this. And that's not really what's happening. We have uh, the Dominion machines. We have a sister company that our machines are, are, those are the machines that we use. So people think that when you are trying to, you know, prove what's happening, that you're calling them fraudulent, which is not what's being said. The voter rolls are very, very old. They haven't updated the system and it's, it's so much. There's 12,000 anomalies just in our county alone. That's not that we need to look at. And right. so in just Central Point where I grew up, that's where a lot of those uh, Republicans were switched to NAV that they didn't even know. In it's like last year, uh, myself, I was switched to NAV. And the only reason I found out was because a ballot came out and my grandma was like, make sure you take time on this ballot. It was very difficult for me. And I want to make sure that you <clears throat> take your time on it. And I thought, what is my grandma talking about? It was only a couple questions. And so it kind of like got me thinking. And so then I went and looked and I got switched to NAV and I had no idea. So here's the thing. So I was one of those people that that happened to. So there's so many things that happen in our voter rolls where there's so much fraud or so many mistakes because they will and, they have refused to update the 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 what they use for our voter registration on purpose. Guess what? Oregon never told anybody about this stuff. Oh, of course. I mean, how could you be so blindsided? Like, yeah, maybe they put something on their website, but who the hell's going? Yeah, the Secretary of State definitely on in 2018. The Secretary of State and Kate Brown they said they did an outside audit where they had somebody come in and audit our election system. And if you read through it, everything on that uh, audit says that people in Oregon they like the mail-in voting, but definitely their voter registration system is completely outdated, and they actually can't do a proper audit because the system's so outdated that it's fraudulent. Can I ask you a question? That's exactly what it says. Can I ask you a question about mail-in voting in Oregon? Yes. Okay, so in Washington, like, 
Diggs and I both voted for Trump in 20, uh, the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for us to go to our, the Elections Verify. Commission and basically verify if we voted right. for Trump or not. It just says they received our vote. That's it. Exactly. Same here. Okay. It says processed. You're like, Right. Cool. L- like they received it. Thanks for the receipt. But like it doesn't tell you who or what you voted for. I think right, is, a, is ridiculous. And the technology that we have today, like really. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I think that should, we have ballot harvesting here. Yeah, there should. Well, ballot harvesting, I've been told, is legal. So like it is legal in Oregon and Washington, but it shouldn't be. Well, if it if it is like here, listen, it's a dirty game. People got to people got to play by the rules that are set out by the elections commissions. You know what I mean? Like because if the, if the, if the bad guys are doing it. The good guys, you know, unfortunately, listen. I just we, don't think we should have ballot harvesting, and I don't. I don't think, I don't think so. Failing, e- I don't, don't think so either. In, yeah, um, but I've had, and I feel like one of the reasons why they do it here is obviously for fraud. But where people get uh, really abused by it is our elderly, and the people who are in the elderly homes are the ones who get affected by that the most because people uh, grab their ballots and who knows what happens to their ballots. And then their votes probably aren't even counted. And that's not fair. No, it's not. Um, you know, the, here's the thing is, you know, there's people that, um, I mean, who is the greatest troll from the grave of all time? Bob Dole, right? He goes, <laughs> you know, he said he's from, where was he from exactly? Do you remember where he was from? No. Okay. Well, it wasn't Chicago. And uh, his his little thing was like maybe I'll be able to vote maybe from Chicago I'll, now. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, he's I'll dead. Be able to vote. <laughs> yeah. I think it was from Kansas. Now and he I'm goes dead. maybe maybe yeah. I'll, maybe, I'll be able to maybe I'll be able to vote in Chicago. No, mm-hmm. that's that's a weird thing. Is that like um, I got my uh, ab- absentee ballot votes like for my area, and uh, I got my mother. <laughs> who has passed away, by the way. Who passed right. away. And I'm like, my first thing I'm sorry to about my that it happens. Hey. But, I, well, my mom passed away, so I know it happened. I know it, it, it happened. It, it happened like three months ago, so I got I, I had a time to it's deal just, with it. I know. It's not time but, to but, deal with but, it. But, but, I just want to say I'm sorry. But for the vote, just say thank it's you. like, no, for the vote, it's like, what do I do with her vote? I want to like take it in somewhere and be like, you can't. Who do I turn this in? Because I don't want to turn in a vote. I want to just. Turn Are you it getting in ballots like, for your mom? Palace of ballots. Are you getting ballots for your mom? No, I'm not. We just. I'm, ha- I'm not we, Joe Biden. For, for the audience, we just had an election, or we, we are on an upcoming upcoming February election, where there it's about school levies, things like that. And I'm just curious: Did your mom get one or not? She got a ballot. Jesus. See. I know. And it's going like, to count. And no one, I'm like, if you fill I, it out, and no, I don't want it to count because no, she's don't not here. No, I got to turn it in. But the weird thing is, you don't know where to turn it in. I do not know where to turn it in. Like, where do you turn it in? Uh, the library, the post office, anywhere, dude. Have you voted before? I think you if I talk to a liberal, they'd be like, yeah, let me hold on to that and I'll yeah, pull right? it in. Yeah, right. Well, here's the other thing that they're doing in Oregon is right now they're trying to do seven days post uh, postmark dated on it. So like if, you know, after the election day and here's the kicker though, in rural Oregon, like where I live, we don't even have the capability of having that. So guess where the only place that uh, the seven day will work is in Multnomah County. Where's that? Portland, Eugene. That's the only place where the postmark will work for the seven days past, which is why do we need that anyways? But the other counties that are smaller, like where I live or the rural counties, Eastern Oregon, it's, we don't have the capability for that in our, in our, in our system. So that's just going, all that's going to do is that extra seven days, they're going to see where they need to make up the votes and then they're going to do it. That's it. Right. That's exactly why they're going to do that. So, like, I made a point um, on our last podcast about some crazy um, counties in Washington that are clearly have always been red that were, like, uh, seven out of ten people voted for Biden. Like You're talking about ninjas? 
ninjas within our voting system. But like this Seth Ketchell guy you keep talking about, I would love for yep. him to like get down and dirty with some places in Washington and Oregon, yep. by the way. If you could bring them on together, that would be cool. You guys, we could so just Seth we could go crazy is, on it. He has everything. And so absolutely, I definitely think that you would love to talk to Seth Keschel. Um, He has the most... And, and, you know, here's the thing. He is a very busy guy and I am just, I just thought, you know what? It never hurts to ask. So I messaged him on Instagram. Hey, I really want to push for election integrity. I know you're really busy. Would you be able to help me with my county? And you know what? He got back to me. That's awesome. We need- and then I said, hey. Would you do a Zoom with my county with the election integrity team? And then he said, yeah, and he's helping. I'm like, he is so busy. And then I called, and then he answered, even though he was flying in from Texas and then going to Arizona and going to this state and going to that county. This guy is so, I mean, he's working with Mike Lindell and going to all these places and doing this and doing that, and he will pick up the phone. Perfect. We need people, we need people like that that were basically willing to put the rubber to the road. That's what's yeah. mi- that's what's missing. The mi- the thing that's missing is like we can talk about hey this is going on and hey you can't take a picture with the the covid vac. That's all surface level. The real thing is people putting the rubber to the road and putting the action yes. into it. Yes. Okay, so back to what we're talking about. Yes, we will I will um I will send, I will uh, email and then get that all connected because I think it's such a, we we have to start Washington, Oregon, California, we've got to start igniting our states, spreading all the information, but we've got to be a blowtorch for all this stuff. But we want to change our Hell states yeah. and get election integrity and working together. We, we, we really have to do this. Okay. The other thing is that we need an audit on all of our government funded agencies. This is something that I'm really, really stressing. And so that is one of the things I do have on there. I'm with you. And yes, um, I think we did talk about that last time. The other thing that on my tour that I'm doing is I've been working with One's Purpose, which is for human trafficking. Um, I will be going to the border with them on March 26th. So um, I think that's really important. Um, I am an action, action, action person. I don't think I want to wait till November 8th to get things done. I think we need to start doing stuff now. So that's why I've been working with election integrity, working with things for human trafficking, working with things with um, our youth, because I think that's the only way we're going to get our state to turn red. So human trafficking with one's purpose is really important to me. I've been helping them so much by getting, helping them get their new gear for their sweaters and their hats and then things like that for them to sell come the spring. I want to do an obstacle course. And I think right. this is something that you guys, when I talked to, um, when listening to your guys' podcast and with the UFC and the things that we've been talking about with COVID, um, getting in shape and being in shape is so much more important than locking us in. So I think this obstacle yep. course is a great way to, uh, get us outside and raise money for a good cause. And I really think it would be great to um, talk to some of these uh, MMA fighters and things like that and get people really involved that way. So I do have that coming in the spring um, right after the youth tour. So youth tour first, obstacle course after, and in the mix of all that, I'm doing forums and speeches, and I've been just hitting the road super, super hard and getting my name out there. I am censored everywhere, so it's really hard that way. I did send President Trump an email today hoping that maybe he'll get it out of the million that he gets every day, but you never know. Hey, now. (laughs) Well, you know what? Just send uh, uh, Joe Ken a message. He's going down to Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. I know. I thought about that, too, uh, just because I'm such a super fan, and I think he's doing such good stuff for his state. Uh, Hopefully, I will be on War Room because I think uh, I love Steve Bannon, and I think he does such a great job. He's been doing great covering for everything that's going on with the Ukraine. And, you know, he's just such a blowtorch for what we need to do. And with the PCP stuff, uh, I think that um, Steve Stern that he just had on there recently, I think it'll be a good way to get more people excited about the youth tour that I have going on, especially with those freedom bands. I think it'll really help with our youth. Um, I think the freedom band is is the best idea ever. I've been thinking about, okay, so we kind of did something similar with our podcast where we put a QR code on a uh, business card. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Like, if you had a uh, wristband where you, if someone says, hey, where's your mask, buddy? And you said, hey, 
You uh, don't get kicked out. Well, listen, if you could have a wristband where you say, hey, you got a phone? Pull it out. Click on that link. Yeah. These are all my rights. Is that a exactly. mass mandate? It has everything on there. And everything on my website, I'm going to, uh, I uploaded all your rights with all against all the mandates and everything on there. So I think you're ahead of the a, curve on this. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's a way to basically give people back their rights against all of the tyranny that we are facing. And I think our students are going to be hit really, really hard, even more than they already are. But it's they're clearly ignoring everything. So they've already, we have a public outcry. We have the science, we know it's not good. And they just basically gave two barrels to like Dan Bonagino always says to the parents, to the kids and said, we don't care what you think. We don't care about the clear science that they're not effective. They don't work. And we don't care about the depression. We don't care that these uh, students and these children are going to be deeply affected. We're going to do it anyways. Right, it's, and we're going to take your taxpayer money. It's all it's our pro it's our actions that are going to fuck up kids forever. It's almost like they're physically abusing children. They are. They are. So yeah, I like I um I think um oh and then gun rights. Um, I want to do a so I have a really cool campaign video coming out here soon that I think is going to be really it's really um, sweet. It's going to be a lot about our gun rights. We have a lot. Washington and Oregon right now are pretty teaming up with some big tyranny against our Second Amendment rights. Yep. So, yeah. So I really want to push those. And I want to put something out there to give. Um, I don't want to. I on Everything I put on my website, it, that's what's so great about that QR code is also it's going to give our youth a. I really get worried about when the ballots go out and how they they're going to vote and not know what they're voting for. So that's why whenever I see like the new measures and the new bills, I can explain what they mean and what a yes would mean and what a no would mean. So when those new bills and those new measures go out for the gun rights, for our gun rights, I want to be able to explain why they're against or why they would hurt our um, second amendment rights. And so that way our youth knows like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Cause I feel like that's happened a lot in our, um, our elections. Cause a lot of the time, um, you I want transparency. You want transparency. Yeah, I talked to our youth and they said, well, I didn't know that would happen when I voted that way. Yeah. And they didn't know. And so I want to be able to do that. And then secondly, or thirdly, I'm going to be releasing exactly what I need to get through the primaries uh, financially, because I've been doing a very fiscal and conservative spending budget on purpose. So I think that when people do these bloated campaign uh, funds, I don't think that's how you have to do it. So I've only been campaigning for exactly what I need. And I get a lot of questions on the tours and things like that. Like, well, what are campaign funds used for? I'm like, well, you can only use them for charity or for advertising. And right now in this day and age, advertising, it's advertising. that's what the yeah. budget's for. And a lot of advertising is free and a lot of advertising isn't, but, um, polls are lies. People don't have any idea what really like polls are. Like, I love when people are like, man, this person's in the lead with 19%. And then you read in the, there's a lot of this person, this person paid for it. And then the only person who took the poll was the people they sent it out to in the email. So my question is what, 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 what polls do you follow? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't (laughs) Like, I think they're stupid. Well, um, you know, so, I mean, I saw, you know, Trump uh, truck parades, boat parades, all sorts of things, people waving over things. Like, even Rick Story, who was just on our last show, was saying, I was in Tacoma, and I'm standing in a liberal city, and people are waving Trump flags on the corner and and honking yeah. their horn. He goes, that was the eye-opener for me. That was yeah. the that was the eye opener for he me. He had terrible polls. I'm like, don't listen to polls. Polls are awful. Um, right. People loved Trump. Um, so that's why I, you know, I, I always try to tell people, I'm like, polls are bought, polls are lies. So, um, and you have to read the fine print on a lot of them. Um, anyhow, so I'm going to release next week because nobody does this. Um, exactly what I need. I have a few things I need. Um, 
for this next uh, little bit of the four months for the rest of my campaign and just blatantly put it out there. This is what I need for this. This is what I need for that. And this is what to make it so completely transparent because people want to know what you need on, on your campaign and they want to help you. But why not just make it super transparent? And I think everybody should do that. So let's blatantly make it apparent now. How much do you need to win Oregon? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what I need to win Oregon, but I know. 10 million, that, 20 no, million. No. How much no. you need? Way less. I don't even think you need to be in the millions. That's absurd. I mean, absurd. I mean, I look at look at this guy in New Jersey who upsetted the the basically the the president of the De- Democratic Senate in New yes, Jersey. Yes, and he won with like three thousand dollars. Yeah, and he knocked on a That's couple what doors. I'm about. Like yeah, people are so pissed. Yes, I think that that's what I'm. That's what I mean. So I'm still kind of figuring out a few things as I get some emails back for the um, some of the you know articles of things that I need to get and some of the what I need for this uh, obstacle course for one's purpose. Um, but I, you know, I don't think that you need to have spinning the way they do. So I want to release that uh, to keep it as extremely transparent. And I've kept it really low. And I think it's kind of funny. I have a lot of competitors that keep blasting that I've only spent like three grand and they think it's a bad thing that they keep doing that. I'm like, no, 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 you keep blasting that I'm doing the same thing that you're doing, but it has a very low cost. I'm, you keep, you keep posting that. <laughs> so I think what you're doing right now, like getting on these podcasts and things like that, I think mm-hmm. I think this is brilliant because if you can get on for an hour, there's always going to be five minutes of gold somewhere that you can repurpose and re- and re-put out somewhere else, you know. So keep telling your message, keep getting on as many as you can. I mean, the more that you you get on, it just especially great ones like your guys's. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> we we've been we started this thing out of like literally. I got fired from my job. Uh, Diggs is in retail, so they weren't doing anything. And we're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything but just sitting on my porch drinking a beer. Do you want to talk on air? Sure, why not? And we were just started, it just be, it evolved in this thing where we're talking about totally corrupt shit. Every fucking podcast. It's, I mean, I, I, I swear like a sailor. And if you, if, if that turns you off, then fine. I think everybody should just be how, who they are. Fine. Well, all I'm trying to say is like, we're just speaking honestly from like a couple average Joes. Like, I mean, we believe in America. We believe in the fact that people can start a business here and create a livelihood. Like, I think Diggs and I. The American dream. Exactly. And we've got, we got people that are on the books to come on the show that will, are, 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 Business owners, immigrants, and they they love this country. They love the fact that they can't do this in their country, so they do it here. And yeah. you know what? And we and us uh, us as Americans take that for granted that you I, can do that here. I, I'm I'm more more worried about the American dream, more worried about a young child walking down the road to school and getting shot. You know. Like, there's a lot of different stuff that we didn't have to deal with as children when we were growing up. And uh, you start restoring things back to what it used to be, like when we were kids, we won't have to worry about that. Did you ride your bike to school? Did you ride your bike, period, in your neighborhood? I walked. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't have to, like, like we had at, in where I live, like, all of our neighborhood, we were all friends, like, in the neighborhood. We all had our bikes, and, and we would all like hang out and go in between all of each other's houses and you know we didn't come home until it was late and if we stayed at our house our mom would make us do some kind of chore so we stayed away you know right there wasn't you know it it was safe if you stayed too late you had to do a chore no if you stayed inside your house and you said you were bored you know you my mom found a way not to be bored i got shit for you to do (laughs) yeah you know no, but you were supposed you to be outside as a friends. kid. You were supposed to be outside as a kid with your friends. Yeah, we were. And we with were. no I masks. Mean, I, I play, you know, I always say, like, uh, for our timber industry, I mean, I, I played softball for timber products when I was a kid. I miss, I miss that. I mean, Oregon used to be when you were outside, it smelled like timber and fresh air, and it, the skies were so blue here all the time. It wasn't the way it used to be, but we've had very, very bad leadership, poor 
leadership in our offices making very, very bad policies. And it's our state has been decimated by it. I kind of feel like this is the same story in both Washington and Oregon. You can tell me if you concur with, concur with this or not. But we just basically, we're all a bunch of cool people. There's like, hey, as long as our community isn't like, you know, rocked in one way or the other, we're cool with it. It's all but rocked. But in the meantime, they've been passing these crazy ass laws like uh, W W A C 246.100.040, the one that says strike force fucking uh, health officials will come quarantine you. That got under our nose, and it's like now we've awakened you, I, Diggs, all of us. All of a sudden, we're we're, we're paying attention to politician are are paying attention to politics and starting to do something about it. Only not be activists, but actually running and wanting to make a change, like you are. So, how can people can support you? How can we get money to you right now? Uh, yes, thank you. That's why uh, the grassroots is so important. Um, my website is voteoregonfirst for amber.com. It's the grassroots is so important because it's only it's those five dollars, it's the ten dollars, it's not the huge amount of uh, donations, but those five dollars, ten dollar donations, you can just go on the website and just donate. Those are the ones that add up the most, and those are the ones that are most important because it's just about our America first, our Oregon first patriots, and that are working together every single day. And those are the ones that we want. That's not, we don't need the huge 10,000, 50,000, you know, that's not what we want. We want just every day, $5, $10. Those are the donations. Listen, if this message resonates with you, please go to Amber's website. Say it one more time. It's vote Oregon first for like the number four amber.com. So give five, ten, fifteen dollars, whatever you can. If this message resonates with you and you live in Oregon, please check out Amber Richardson. She is slaying people on uh, what really happened on January sixth. What is really going on with these vaccines? Are they safe for us? Are they not? She's questioning these things for us, especially those that live in Oregon. So please, please, please donate today. One more time. Give us the address again. Vote Oregon first for Amber.com. Perfect. So with that said, I just want to wish everybody uh, a beautiful week Thank you, Amber, for being on. Diggs for putting in your contributions. He did a little research before the show, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, everybody, follow us on Spotify. If you're not on Getter, Getter is where it's at. You want to you socialize uh, online with other patriots? Getter, Getter is done. the spot. Getter yeah. done. Get, uh, what's your uh, Getter ham- handle? My getter is. I should have known that. Uh, I, know, I know it. <laughs> I have it right here. Uh, all of mine are so the same. They, it's uh, Amber for Oregon. So Amber for like the number four Oregon. Amber for Oregon. Follow Amber on Getter. Uh, yes. Follow to- at Totally Corrupt on Getter. Uh, we repost a lot of her stuff, so um, if you follow us, you will get a uh, full dose of Amber Richardson. And with that said, we love you all. Follow us all on uh, social media. Bye-bye. Big kisses. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars.